This is a Pivotal Conversations podcast. Hello and welcome to the Girl Fit Method podcast. I'm your host, Natasha Wakefield, and I am here to help you take charge of your health, get empowered, and ultimately become the best version of yourself. Let's go. Hello and welcome back to the Girl Fit Method podcast. So on today's episode, I'm going to be teaching you how you are going to be able to set your own macronutrients that are going to be specific to you and specific to your goals. Um, However, before we get stuck into that, I just wanted to remind you all that if you aren't already, make sure you are following me on social media, on Instagram. I provide a lot of valuable content on there. I am on Facebook as well, Girlfit Method. Um, And if you haven't subscribed yet, make sure you subscribe to the podcast, hit that follow button on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, And then that way you're going to be notified of when I do release a new episode. And look, if you do really enjoy my podcast, I would so, 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 so appreciate it if you could leave a, you know, preferably a five star rating um, and a review I did get some, I did get one, one star. Um, And whoever gave me that one star, I'd love to know why. Maybe it's because they don't like the sound of my voice, which to be honest, I don't blame them because I don't really like the sound of my own voice too. Um, But anyway, look, if you do enjoy the podcast, I would really appreciate in particular a five star review. Anyway, let's get on to today's show, guys. So how do you set your own macronutrients? Okay, so let's break down the macronutrients. So we've got protein, carbohydrates, and fats. So your proteins contain four calories per one gram of protein. Your carbohydrates also contain four calories per one gram of carbohydrates. And your fats come in at the highest. So they contain nine calories per gram of fat. And so just some additional information about macronutrients. It's really important to understand as well the thermic effect of food. So RTEF, you might see it referred to as that. So the thermic effect of food is basically the energy required for digestion, absorption, and then getting rid of those nutrients, you know, which generally happens after your morning coffee. Okay, so let's break this down into each macronutrient. So 5 to 15% of the energy consumed when you eat carbohydrates is going to go to that digestive process when you're consuming it. With protein, it's 20 to 35%. So protein um, has the highest thermic effect of food. And then there's fats. So fats will be anywhere from 5 to 15%. So basically what that means is, for example, if you were to consume, say, 100 calories of protein, you would use up 20 to 35 calories just in digesting it, absorbing it, and then disposing of it. Now, these are just general numbers. I guess this is going to really differ from person to person. However, it's a rough guide. And we do know that protein out of all of the macronutrients has the highest thermic effect of food. And this is why it's really so helpful in fat loss. So just to put this into perspective, and I think I'm going to do a separate podcast episode on this, but if we look at your TDEE, which is your total daily energy expenditure, which is basically the amount of calories that your body burns every day, then your TEF, so your the thermic effect of food, makes up about 10%. 
So it's not a massive amount, but it does make an impact overall. So let's jump into each macronutrient, starting with protein. So what is protein? What do we use it for? So proteins are really, really necessary for muscle growth, for recovery, as well as preventing muscle breakdown as well. I find that out of any macronutrient, in particular females, way under eat protein. I reckon 98% of the clients that I have worked with under eat protein quite significantly. As females, we're generally really drawn to more carbohydrates, more fats. And although there's nothing wrong with those macronutrients, we you know, can be really under consuming protein, which is going to have a negative impact on your health um, and on your results as well. So protein plays a very, very pivotal role in both fat loss, in longevity, just being healthy, and then also muscle gain as well. Um, It's also really important that it it helps us maintain healthy hair, skin, nails, um, strong immune system, um, helps with regulating hormones um, and also regulating your appetite. So it really helps in keeping us satiated as well. They say that protein is out of all the macronutrients, um, the one that keeps people most satiated. So having enough protein in your diet is going to be key. And when we talk about how to set your protein targets for um, yourself, really what you want to be doing is aiming for anywhere between 1.8 to 2.2 grams of protein per kilo of body weight. Now, research has shown that you can go up to 2.5 grams, um, and sometimes I do do that with clients. However, I find that because of the majority of women do under eat protein, if I was to give you, you know, a goal to hit 2.5 grams of protein per kilo of body weight, that's going to seem incredibly difficult. And also depending on how much you're eating, right? So if you're not eating a lot of food and I tell you to eat that much protein, then you may not have enough calories left over to give to fats and to give to carbohydrates as well. So 1.8 to 2.2 grams of um, protein per kilo of body weight is going to be really good. And preferably I would stick towards the higher end, especially if you're in fat loss phase. Um, but if you're just, if you realize that you really under consume protein, then my first piece of advice would be just to aim for like a hundred grams a day. So don't feel like you need to jump all the way up to two grams per kilo of your body weight, stick with a hundred grams per day, master that, and then you can start to increase. So, you know, foods like obviously a lot of animal products contain a lot of protein. So, you know, Uh, We've got chicken, turkey, beef, salmon, lamb, all of those kinds of things. A lot of dairy as well. Greek yogurt's very high in protein. Cottage cheese is, milk is. um, And that's how we derive whey protein as well, right? From milk. Um, And then if you're vegetarian or vegan, um, you've obviously got tofu. And then things like eggs. Egg whites are very high in protein as well. So there are a lot of different protein sources. And in order to hit your protein goals, you really do need to plan ahead. So My piece of advice would be to try to plan your three meals in advance. So you want to have breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You know how much protein you're going to get for each of those meals. And then you know what snacks to choose to complement that in order to be able to hit your protein goal. Otherwise, if you just go about the day hoping you hit your protein, I'm telling you, you're going to hit 8 p.m. And you're like, crap, I need to eat a like 50 grams of protein. How the heck am I going to get 50 grams of protein in now? Protein's kind of hard to just sneak in. Super easy to get more fats in or more carbs. You can just like, you know, 
have a piece of toast or have a bowl of cereal and you're, you're set. But protein is a bit more difficult. So definitely planning ahead, aiming for 20 to 30 grams of protein per meal. Um, and then that's going to set your protein up to close to 100 grams already. And then you can just add in some snacks to really complement that as well. So that can look like, you know, smoothies, protein shakes. Um, you can have cottage cheese on rice cakes or like tuna on rice cakes, um, boiled eggs, Greek yogurt, a whole bunch of different things to be able to hit that protein target. Okay, macronutrient number two, the devil itself, carbohydrates. The one macronutrient we are all still terrified of. For some silly reason, we should not be terrified of carbohydrates. They are fantastic. So it's kind of a big myth that for whatever reason, if you cut out carbohydrates, you're going to lose weight. But really, it all comes down to you know energy in, energy out, right? So being in a calorie deficit is what is going to assist with fat loss. Carbohydrates play a really important role in so many different aspects of our health. And they're our primary source of energy by the body. So the body loves to use carbohydrates as energy. And, you know, without adequate amounts of carbs, you're going to really struggle to focus, stay motivated. Um, and also your training is going to really suffer as well. So carbs play a really important role in performance, in providing you with energy throughout your training, and then also to assist in muscle growth and recovery as well. So carbs are super beneficial and they are really helpful around your training. So making sure that you get some carbohydrates in before training and then also post is going to be really helpful Um to be able to support you with your goals of in particular muscle growth, but then also in replenishing our glycogen stores, which is going to be very helpful to help us build some muscle. Now, it's not hard to find carbohydrates. They're in fruits, they're in vegetables, they're in a lot of our snacks, um, you know, rice, quinoa, pasta, you name it. You know what carbohydrates are, chips, chocolate, sugars. Sugar is actually um, a form of carbohydrates. They are all around and we generally tend to be able to get them in quite easily. So what should your carb intake be for your goals? I actually don't give a goal for carbohydrates unless I have a client who needs to be on a low carbohydrate diet. However, for honestly, most people, you do not need to worry about the amount of grams that you're consuming in carbohydrates. The reason for this is because your essential macronutrients are going to be proteins and fats. So there is a minimum that you need to hit for those in order to survive, basically. Carbohydrates, we can actually live without carbs. We may not thrive or feel very good, but we won't die, right? But if we don't eat fats, we don't eat protein, we die. And so when it comes to carbs, really what I like to do is set your fat targets, set your protein targets, and then make the rest up with carbohydrates. And some people feel really good eating high carbs. I love carbohydrates and I do need a lot of carbs. I tend to follow a lower fat diet where some people just don't feel great eating lots of carbs. You might feel sluggish, tired, and you find that you've got so much more energy and you perform better during the day. You've got better mental clarity. If you limit your carbs and really focus on increasing your fats, then go for it. It's really going to come down to how you feel um, and it's going to change from person to person. Now, this leads very nicely into our third macronutrient. So like I mentioned earlier, fats are essential for our survival. They are an essential macronutrient. And a lot of people tend to still fear fats um, because there's a bit of a belief that it can be stored as fat in the body. However, that's not really accurate. 
Um, bats are really important for our overall health and well-being. They're responsible for protecting um, our body cells and transporting fat-soluble vitamins, which is uh, A, D, E, and K, um, to the tissues in our body that need them, right? So it plays a very pivotal role there. Um, also helps to regulate our body temperature and our hormones. So fats play a very important role in hormone health. I have worked with girls who have lost their period or have very irregular periods. We've increased their fats and they've gotten their period back and it's been really consistent. So fats are very, very important. What I do find is that when people go into a calorie deficit, the first thing they cut are fats. And the reason for that is because they're really quite easy to to cut, right? So if you had to cut out 100 calories and you had the choice of taking out a piece of bread or a tablespoon of olive oil, then you're most likely going to choose the olive oil, right? Because you're not going to notice it as much. And so it's quite easy when you're eating a low calorie diet to not be hitting anywhere near the amount of fats that you should be consuming. Now there are different types of fats. So you've got um, unsaturated fats, which are polyunsaturated, monounsaturated, and they are found in foods like eggs, avocados, nuts, seeds, um, and other foods as well. However, um, there's been a bit of a taboo or I guess people feared saturated fats. So we used to believe that that really eating a diet high in saturated fats led to heart disease and heart attacks. However, research shows us now that that's not really correct. I mean, coconut oil, for example, is all saturated fats. There is saturated fats in butter, And we know that there's a lot of health benefits in grass-fed butter. So look, it's all just comes down to a bit of balance, right? Of all of the different fats. You want to really make sure you're consuming a lot of um, fatty fishes as well. So like salmon and making sure you're getting fish oils into your diet. We know that they play a really important role in um, really minimizing any inflammatory responses in our body. And so making sure you've got enough fats is pivotal. So now, how do you set the amount of fats that you should be consuming in a day? Well, what you really want to be thinking about is making sure you're hitting at least 20% of your total calorie intake from the day to come from fats. Another equation I like to use, and this is very, very much depends on your body weight as well. So keep that in mind. However, sometimes like about a gram per kilo of body weight can be a good guide. But ultimately, no less than 20% of your total daily calorie intake to come from fats. So let's recap. We have protein and we want to aim for 1.8 to 2.2 grams of protein per kilo of body weight. Fats, we don't want to drop lower than 20% of our total daily calorie intake. And another rough guide would be one gram of fat per kilo of body weight for a healthy female. And then the rest you can make up with carbohydrates, depending on really how you feel when you consume them. And then I just wanted to make a quick note about fiber. So fiber is really important. So evidence shows us that it actually assists with um, lowering our risk of heart disease, stroke, type 2 diabetes, and bowel cancer. Um, Fiber is really helpful in keeping you fuller for longer as well. Um, And then also it really assists, obviously, in digestion. And that's what we all know it um, for best, so preventing constipation. But keeping in mind, you want to be eating... A good amount of fiber but not too much fiber so too little fiber and too much fiber can cause issues so you want to aim anywhere between 25 to 35 grams of fiber now everyone is very different here for example myself I 
definitely stick to the lower end. So I will eat anywhere between 20 to 25 grams of fiber because I have found that's my sweet spot, right? Digestion is good. I feel good when I'm eating that. As soon as I start to inch up towards 25 plus over to 30, it all goes downhill. And that is what I find a lot with clients in particular, especially when you're eating a really good diet where you're including lots of fruits, lots of vegetables. If you're feeling bloated all the time, it could be because you are over-consuming your fiber. And over-consuming fiber can also lead to constipation too. So it will cause uh, digestive issues as well. So keep that in mind. But if you're not consuming enough fiber, then obviously you're going to have the same symptoms, which is kind of crazy. So too little too much, no good. We want to go in the middle between 25 to 35 grams of fiber. And that is us done. So I hope that was helpful. Go do your calculations, figure out what you should be consuming and how you should be breaking down your calories to make sure that you're hitting each macronutrient appropriately and for your goals as well. Now, what I have set for you today really applies for both fat loss and muscle gain. I would say if you're in a fat loss phase, I would really make sure you're focusing on hitting your protein Um, and maybe sort of sticking around the higher end of the protein um, target I gave you. If you are focusing on muscle gain, yes, make sure you're hitting within that range, but you can probably hit, you know, around the 1.8 a bit easier and really focus, I would suggest, focusing on increasing carbohydrates because they are going to play a really important role in muscle growth. Okay, guys, if you have any questions, just reach out to me. If you need some clarification on what I've spoken about today, just let me know. You can head over to my Instagram, send me a DM, hit me up on Facebook Messenger, um, and I'll be able to answer your questions there. All right, I hope you have an incredible day. Big love, Coach Tash. Mm-hmm.